Good morning, everyone. We're looking at Psalm 39, and this is uh, number five of our considerations. And I just want to read verses five to seven. Truly, everyone at their best state is altogether vanity, Selah. Surely everyone walks in a vain show. Surely they are disquieted or making an uproar in vain. They heap up riches and know not who shall gather them. And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. What I want us all to think about today is the subject of riches. The verse speaks about heaping up riches. Oh dear, what a culture we live in. Footballers, celebrities, high-flying professionals, corporation bosses, etc. I was going to say earning, but perhaps better, obtaining thousands of pounds an hour. And then there's those of us lesser mortals managing on very little. And then there are those who worship the goddess of luck and spend all their surplus or maybe even their food money on hoping against hope of winning the lottery and are totally addicted to gambling the little they've got in the hopes of becoming rich. And if and when, which is nigh on impossible, the goddess smiles on them, they drink themselves into an early grave or commit suicide because it just didn't bring the joy and contentment they were told it would. Well, I'd like for a moment to speak to you Christians. If your money and possessions aren't a means to an end of serving God, and they've become an end in themselves, then they can so easily become a God to you. God said you cannot, or Jesus said you cannot, serve God and riches. He also said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I'm totally aware that there have been some very rich people who have made their riches work in a remarkable and marvellous way in helping forward the work of God. And undoubtedly, just very recently, God has used some of his people in giving generously to help relieve the massive need in the Ukraine and other places. I'm certainly not saying money is evil. It can be greatly used for God's glory and the relief and blessing of so many exceptionally good causes. No, it's the love of money that is the root of all evils, the Bible says. The subject of money is a big one, and all I can do in this short message today is to highlight a few points to you to meditate upon and hopefully apply to your own life and situation. The first thing I want to say is that everything we possess belongs to God. When King David and his people were giving for the building of the temple that Solomon would ultimately build, he prayed to God and said, All things come from you, and of your own we have given you. So let's start thinking in those terms. What we have is not our own. It belongs to God. And I am just a manager, a servant, doing with those possessions that I have been entrusted with what he wants me to do with them. I suppose for most of us at least, our house or our home is our greatest possession. So I'd like to concentrate on that particular thing today. It may not be owned outright, or perhaps not owned by us at all. Maybe we live in a rented property. There's no shame in that. 
Irrespective of who is the actual owner, you, the building society or your landlord, it's what you have and therefore it's surely your and my privilege to use it in loving service for the gracious God who provided it for us. So, I have a home. God gave it to me. What am I doing with it? Can I lovingly and respectfully say to you that there are so many lonely, sad, needy, hurting and ignored people out there, neighbours, relatives, work associates, people you meet on the street or in the store, even members of your own church fellowship, who need you to unlock and open your door to them. That's not to say, of course, that your home isn't for your family. Of course, it is primarily. But you can open and unlock your door uh, to those people that I've just mentioned and many other types of people too. You don't have to give them a banquet or a five-course dinner, maybe just a cup of tea or coffee. Remember, Jesus spoke about there being a reward for even giving, giving a cup of cold water in his name. It's not the tea, the coffee, the water or the food. It's the hospitality, the friendship, the listening ear and the love that so many are desperately needing today. I tell you, if you were to use your home in that way, I'm not saying you don't, but if you do, it would change, transform and turn the world of these people the right way up. And yours too. Theirs because they need to feel loved and cared about. And yours because Jesus said it is more blessed, there's more happiness in giving than receiving. And can I encourage you even more by reminding you what Jesus also said. Inasmuch as you did it unto one of the least of these, you did it unto me. There are those who feel that the best thing they can do is to amass as much as they can and then leave loads of money to the, to the best causes they know of. However, dear fellow Christians, remember what Scripture says, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one of us may receive the things done in the body. I'm not saying that we shouldn't leave money to good and godly causes when we leave this world, However, what our reward will be when we stand before the Lord Jesus in that coming day will be those sacrifices we have made in the body. In other words, while we are here, choosing to give what we have to God and his work and his people and indeed in reaching other people for Christ. Well, maybe I've said enough for today. But there are so many things we should consider about this important subject of the use or abuse of riches, or perhaps I should say possessions. We will revisit this subject again soon, God willing. God bless his word to you today.